Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Two men. Fifteen minutes. Eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. His glory I will see. I will hey, Andrew. Happy Friday, Edwin. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that very much. You got plans for the weekend? Well, I'm going to be worshiping the Lord God, praising Him, and living life this Sunday. You know, that's my plan also. In fact, we'll probably be together doing it at the Livingston Congregation. And, you know, if if anyone that likes to listen to these conversations wants to hang out with us. Wants to live. Wants to really live. Really live. Like we were talking about yesterday from yeah. Psalm 6, praising God. Come live with us Sunday. It'd be a great thing. Yeah. And they can get, anyone can get all of the information about that at christiansmeethere.org. Christiansmeethere.org. Absolutely. So I want to talk, talk about, about Psalm 6. 6. All right, let's do it. I think we were on the same page. I, it could be different Bibles, same page. I am going to be reading from the New Living Translation well, today. That's not the one I have in front of me, but this, I'm, I'm eager to hear how this uh, comes out. Yeah, these Fridays are my day to step outside my comfort zone, and let's just see what the New Living Translation He's says. He's wearing blue jeans, <laughs> reading no. out of the New Living. <laughs> it must be Friday. <laughs> oh, Lord, don't rebuke me in your anger or discipline me in your rage. Have compassion on me, Lord, for I am weak. Heal me, Lord, for my bones are in agony. I am sick at heart. How long, O Lord, until you restore me? Return, O Lord, and rescue me. Save me because of your unfailing love, for the dead do not remember you. Who can praise you from the grave? I am worn out from sobbing. All night I flood my bed with weeping, drenching it with my tears. My vision is blurred by grief. My eyes are worn out because of all my enemies. Go away, all you who do evil, for the Lord has heard my weeping. The Lord has heard my plea. The Lord will answer my prayer. May all my enemies be disgraced and terrified. May they suddenly turn back in shame. You know, as you're reading this again, uh, I'm reminded, verse 3, I think it is, how long? Oh, Lord, how long? How long? Apparently, it's been going on for a while now, this awareness of the Lord's anger, that it's justified, uh, the difficulties, he can't sleep at night, he's crying. I mean, just in the middle of this, and it's going on and on, that he's asking, how long? How long? And the New Living Translation wanted to apparently get across what kind of the point of this question is all the other translations just throw it out there again it's almost like this break it's i'm writing i'm praying and 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 now here's the question that's just on my heart and it just bursts forth and i've got i got nothing to say about it i I don't how long the new living translation gives us the idea how long until you restore me yeah how long is this going to be going on when when is this going to stop yeah when will the anger be satisfied or the restoration happen I, I, God, I know you have steadfast love. I know you are faithful. I know you forgive iniquity and transgression and sin. I know all these things in his name. I know you do that. I know we're in covenant relationships, so I know it's coming. How long? How much longer am I going to be going through this until you, till you do these things that you have promised? So these Psalms can be so relatable. We find moments in our lives when we look around and we feel like, difficulties beset us um, for prolonged periods of time. It seems like we don't find relief. Uh, And yet, how do we continue to pray to God through that? 
Well, we see David with his faith in the love of God, his faith in the grace of God, his faith in the covenant loyalty of God. I'm not going to make my decision today about my relationship with God based on just what's happening in this moment. I'm trusting God. I'm taking him at his word. That's that's the faith that David has. In fact, the faith is so strong, we see the response of God at the end of the psalm. The response of God at the end of the psalm, all my enemies shall be ashamed and greatly troubled. They shall turn back and be put to shame in a moment. I'm reading there again from the English Standard Version. But here's the thing I get from that. They shall Hmm. This is in the future. This is not David saying, I prayed, he heard, it happened. David, as he is memorializing this moment in this psalm, is still in the midst of the how long. He seems to have a confidence the Lord has heard his prayer, right? God has heard me, and so enemies, beware. Mm. It's coming. Mm -hmm. This is how God responds to his covenant people when we pray. And I have prayed. I have prayed. Mm-hmm. And I am going to pray, and he is hearing me, and you need to understand he's going to do something about this. So if you're my enemy, you're going to get turned back in shame. You just need to be ready. But everything about the Lord's response here, this is David's faith about what the response is going to be. So can I just throw something out here? We run into people you know, who share, I guess, what's called a deconversion story. Ugh. They want to make a video or you know, tell a story about how they grew up christian or grew up in a church or or what have you but you know now they're further down their journey and they don't believe those things anymore they don't believe in god anymore and uh, a lot of times there is an aspect of the story about some trauma some trial some tragedy either befell them personally or someone very close to them and it was in the midst of that difficulty trial tragedy that they say oh and then and then i realized there is no God, or no one's listening to my prayer. I just, uh, I, I wrestle with this, that on the one hand, we see in the psalmist this prolonged period of difficulty and trial. Um, you know, you, we read at the end about the enemies need to beware, and so that speaks to the enemies, you know, maybe have the upper hand right now, or I can hardly keep the enemies at bay, whatever form those enemies might take. You, you've got that going on. But the psalmist doesn't reach uh, a breaking point, and yet you hear, you meet Christians or those who are formerly Christians saying, well, I hit my breaking point. And it seems to be a situation that sounds a whole lot like what a David or what a psalmist was facing. Well, we talked about this in one of the previous conversations that there, there seems to be three things that are happening to David all at once. He's got spiritual struggle happening, spiritual uh, strife. His soul is troubled. Mm-hmm. Physical trouble. His bones are weakened. He's he's dealing with sickness. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it, it seems like the enemies are seeing that things are not going well for David. And so they're surrounding him. I think I said the other day, like the vultures surrounding that fellow wandering in the desert. They know right. it's coming. They know he's at some point going to kill over and then they're going to get him. They're just, yeah. they're just circling, waiting. Here are the vultures that see there's something going on between David and his God. Perhaps the protection is about to be removed and we're going to come after him here. How long? How long is it going to be like this? 
and yet David maintains his faith. So many people in these kinds of moments either think, well, maybe worship and prayer are broken, or maybe God's not even out there at all. But David does not struggle with those things here. David maintains his faith, and he knows it hasn't happened yet. In fact, it's been going on so long. He's saying, how long? How long, God? He's It's like this. He's living in the interim, between the interim, between when God gave his promise and God fulfills his promise. And that's a tough place to live. And the only thing that will get us through that is faith in God's word. You think people lose their faith that God is just? I mean, what what I'm getting here from David is that God is right. It's difficult for me now, but that doesn't mean God is not right. And yet sometimes what, what I hear, I think, again, in these deconversion stories, is that uh, there, there's a desire to sit in judgment on God and say, well, he's wrong about me or he's wrong about this situation. Well, everybody thinks they're Job mm. when most of us are actually David. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, there, yeah, 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 I see what you're saying. You know, there was a place, Job was right, and God says that Job spoke about him what was right. So yeah. so there is the place to say that what I'm going through is is not commensurate with what I've done. Job mm-hmm. is saying, that, okay, look, had I done, had I had I looked on the virgin, had I hurt the widow, had I, had I scorned the orphan, I would have deserved all these things. But that's not what I did. Right. I was serving the Lord faithfully. I was offering the sacrifices. I was, I was, and, and so why is this happening? happening to me. Mm-hmm. And I think most most of us want to believe we're Job when the fact is most of us are David. We actually are the person who looked down the window and saw the woman and decided mm-hmm. to commit immorality and killed somebody. But then we say, well, I'm not David because I didn't do something that bad. Okay. Well, but okay. All right. Maybe I did not commit adultery, but many have. Yeah. Maybe I didn't murder. I, I think probably a few of our listeners would say they were murdering somebody. So we can always put that murderer up there and say, see, I don't deserve this because I haven't murdered anybody today. Yeah. But the reality is I, I'm David. I'm a sinner. I, I deserve the anger of God. We were talking about this the other day, unrelated, but just, just making the observation that so many times we want to compare ourselves to like the worst of the worst. And we yeah. walk around and say, well, it's not like I'm some terrorist. It's not like I'm Hitler. But but the issue is, but you're not Jesus. But I'm not Jesus. You know, I'm not Hitler, but I'm not Jesus. I'm not Jesus. He's the perfect one. And the reality is I'm probably not even Job. <laughs> I'm probably not <laughs> probably, even probably not so, Job. So, uh, you know... the. But but David, even in the midst of this, is able to maintain this faith. As we're reading this and talking about it, here's what it reminds me of. You know, the, the issue of how do I maintain that faith? Yeah. Just getting down to some just pragmatic practical. It really is about taking God at his word. I think about Jesus at his baptism. Mm-hmm. And when Jesus comes up out of the waters of baptism from the heavens, the voice of God, essentially quoting Psalm 2, my beloved son. Mm-hmm. Okay, Psalm 2, you're my son, today I've begotten you, which God did specifically, I believe, say that on the Mount of Transfiguration. But yeah. I still think at his baptism, he's referencing that. My beloved son, in whom I am well pleased. And then he gets out into the wilderness. Mm-hmm. For 40 days, he's right. fasting and in the wilderness, hungry, alone. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're dealing with some turmoil. You might say, how long? How long does this have to go on? And we finally get to these ultimate three temptations Mm -hmm. that Satan brings at him. And how does it begin? If you are the son of God. Right. What is the thing that Jesus had just heard? You're my son. You are my son. And what is the first thing Satan does? Let's get him to doubt the word of God. Hmm. 
let's, I'm, I'm going to get you to doubt the word of God. And what Jesus does all the way along is no. I am taking my father at his word. I don't have to test this word. Mm-hmm. I don't have to prove this word in the sense of testing it. I don't right. I don't have to I don't have to go into the lab and make sure it's right. right. I'm taking my father at his word. He said I am his son. He said that he was well pleased in me. Satan, I'm not going to fall for your lies and your tricks and your deceptions. And that's where that I think that's the key. That is the key, the pragmatic key. I have got to be in the word of God. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, earlier today, I'm studying for one of our Bible classes we've got coming up on Joshua. Yeah. And I was noticing in the first chapter of Joshua that God says, I've given you this law. I've, and, right. and, and there's actually three things that he wants to do. Don't let it go out of your mouth. Mm-hmm. Meditate on it day and night. And be careful to do it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. All of those things are anchored in the word of God. And the point is not, hey, if you follow these arbitrary rules, then I'll be with you and you guys will win the promised land. His point is, in the law, I have shown you how life works. I have shown you how victory happens. And so if you want victory, get that law in your mouth. Say it. Teach it. Proclaim it. Praise me for it. That's what mm-hmm. he's saying. Praise God for it. Yeah, praise God for it. Meditate on it. Let it fill your mind. Don't empty your mind. Fill your mind with my word and my will and then do it. Do it because that's where the victory is. Mm. Again, not here's some arbitrary rules. If you measure up to them, I'll go ahead and give you victory. It's I, I've written down how victory happens. So So focus on that. I think that's the key. It's the pragmatic key. I also think it's a key that sometimes we don't like to hear. The the reality is this record of God's word, the Bible, if I want victory, if I want deliverance, if I want to be able to have this kind of faith that David has in the face of all that's going on, I've got to make sure that the Bible does not leave my mouth. Mm. I've got to make sure that I am meditating on it day and night, the words that are found in it, and I just got to go do what it says. Mm Mm-hmm. And there are going to be times when I'm saying, how long, how long until you're going to fulfill this? But I'm hanging on because I know you will. That's the faith. That's mm-hmm. the faith David demonstrates here. We're in this word and Psalm 6 is the word that we're reading today. We're so glad that uh, you've tuned in for the Text Talk podcast. We'd love for you to subscribe, to share it with a friend, give us a rating, send us an email, let us know what you're reading in the word of God. Text Talk at ChristiansMeetHere.org text talk at christiansmeethere.org if you're in the tampa area this weekend come by and worship with us at livingston all the information is at the website christiansmeethere.org let's have a word of prayer our great god and father we thank you lord for this day we thank you that we could have uh, several conversations about psalm 6 this week and we pray father that they've been a blessing to all who have studied along and listened in uh, as it's been so good for Edwin and i to talk about these things Father, it's so encouraging to see David's faith. And even in the midst of the trials and the difficulties, even at a time when he contemplates your anger, his faith is not shaken in you. Lord, he could pray and trust that you heard and you received the prayer. And that is such a blessing, the children of yours. Father, we pray that you hear our our prayers, that you would be merciful to us this day. Forgive us of our sins. Help us to do those things that would please you. Help us to continue on in this day, no matter what we see, no matter what it brings. 
and faithful service to you. You are true. We believe in you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians Who Meet on Livingston Avenue this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at christiansmeethere.org. Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes. Michael Eldridge wrote and sang all four parts of our theme song. You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review our podcast so others can learn about it more easily. Have a great day.